Welcome to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy. I'm Audrey, and I'm your host. The best revenge is to have enough self-worth not to seek it. This quote is a fan favorite on our Instagram channel, and we thought it was a perfect way to open our first episode with our favorite divorce lawyer, Aaron Levine. Aaron does an amazing job of clearly explaining everything you need to know about the divorce process, and at the same time, she's so compassionate and thoughtful, and it just feels like you're getting expert advice from a girlfriend. That combination is why she's our favorite and why we are so excited to share this episode with you today. Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle is a weekly podcast, so make sure you subscribe to keep up with new episodes we're curating to help empower and uplift you as you embrace your fresh start. This podcast is for you, so reach out to us at podcastatworthy.com to let us know what you think and what you want to hear. You can also learn more about us at worthy.com slash podcast. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be right back with Erin. When you sell a piece of jewelry, you can't control how much it's worth, but you can make sure that you're selling smart with a team of experts and advocates behind you at Worthy. Your engagement ring can be a financial asset that allows you to embrace a new and fulfilling life after divorce. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Go to worthy.com podcast to learn more. I am very, very excited. We have a super special guest today on our podcast. You might know her from our blog. She's written some amazing pieces about selling the family home after divorce, starting your next chapter after divorce, the checklist that you need for your new beginning. She is a divorce lawyer and the founder and CEO of Hello Divorce. She has been practicing for 12 years with contested and cooperative divorces, and she has this amazing, respected boutique family law firm in the Bay Area. She was also on our panel to help select the winner of our Worthy Women's Professional Studies Scholarship, and she provides both expertise and sensitivity and a really fresh perspective on the divorce process. So I am so excited to welcome Erin Levine to the podcast today. Welcome, Erin. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a beautiful introduction. I am a huge fan of Worthy, both the service and the blog. It's really remarkable, and I'm so happy to be involved with it and happy to be talking to you today. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad that you feel that way. It's totally mutual. We just love you, and we love Hello Divorce. And I thought it would be great if we started. Maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about Hello Divorce. Oh, sure. So Hello Divorce was born out of my desire to make a really complicated process a lot easier on people. And in California alone, nearly 500,000 people are thrown into the divorce legal process every year. Wow. We really only had two viable options before Hello Divorce. We had the traditional lawyer or mediator. And then we had these divorce document preparation services. But there wasn't really an option that sort of melded the two. Right. What I found is while these document preparation services are wonderful, 
almost everyone, at least one point in their divorce, needs or would benefit from some legal advice. Mm -hmm. And so we set out to create Hello Divorce, which combines a do-it-yourself aspect with on-demand fixed-fee legal help when you need it for your divorce. Well, that's incredible. I don't know of anybody else who's doing something like that. And your website is so user-friendly. And I know that you're practicing in California, and we're going to talk a little bit about how the process is different in different places. But I think that your website and all of your social channels, your content is just so super helpful for people who are going through a divorce anywhere. So one of the things that we're going to do today is we're going to talk a little bit about common questions that people send you guys. And this is basically just like a very easy overview of the divorce process for people who are thinking about it or who are wondering what could be ahead of them with this. And we're just going to jump right into it. So if somebody is thinking about a divorce, where do they start? What happens? Well... I mean, I think it's different for everyone, Mm -hmm. but I do think that the one thing we need to think about and talk about when it comes to divorce is that the prevailing media looks at divorce as an event, right? As if you wake up one day and say, I want a divorce and the next day it's over. Mm -hmm. And one thing that your listeners know intuitively, but maybe don't see on TV or in the media, is is that divorce is not an event, but rather it's a journey. Right. And it takes time. And if you do it right, or if you do it in a mindful way where you put yourself first Mm -hmm. and you really strategically think about it, then you can come out in a much better much healthier and hopefully happier place when you're finished. Right. So I usually say that the first step to take is to get a support system in place, to look around you and to try to find the people that feel like sunshine. I love that. Feel like sunshine. That's nice. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's so important, right? Like to have Mm -hmm. a community around you, and it might not be a lot of people. It might just be a couple people, but to have some some close friends or family members that you can go to when you have a tough moment along the journey, because all of us do and will, and who you trust their voice. You know, a lot of the time when we talk about divorce to our friends and family, they get very defensive for us and protective. Mm -hmm. And if they hear us talk negatively about our spouse, they tend to jump right in and agree, yes, you should get a divorce. That might not be the case. Maybe what you want is just somebody to listen and empathize with you and hear you and maybe not provide a solution. And so I would say get your support system in place and then talk to these people and tell them what you need in the moment. Is it that you need help getting through your divorce? Is it that you're just not sure whether you want a divorce and you'd like them to listen or or provide real solutions here? And so I think number one is get that support system in place. That's very helpful. Between the Worthy blog and Hello Divorce and so many other places, I think some of your support can be 
crowdsourcing and finding this community of people who are going through some similar stuff. And that can also be another form of support, right? Oh, I absolutely agree. I think that the first thing you don't do is jump on Google and start typing what is spousal support going to look like or how much property am I going to have to give away? Right. I think when I say put your support system in place, I agree with you. That can also be your online community as Mm -hmm. well. And you want to look for resources like Worthy, like Hello Divorce, that really consider the whole self, not just what the practical aspects of your divorce are going to look like, Mm -hmm. but how you can take care of yourself through the process and how you can move on feeling better than you ever have before. And so, yes, I would absolutely agree with that. I know I've had clients and users through Hello Divorce that read the worthy blogs and have commented on them. And then from there, drum up online friendships and That's been, you know, remarkable. So I I absolutely think that, yes, including an online support system and finding resources online that helps Mm -hmm. support you through this time is key. Great. So let's take a step back and look at the legal process from a national perspective. So obviously, these laws are different state to state. But can you give us kind of a general overview of what the divorce process is like? Sure. I'm going to do my obligatory legal disclaimer and say that I am not giving legal advice even in California where I practice, but I am quite familiar with many of the laws in other states and, in fact, I'm looking to expand nationally. So this is a really important topic to me and I really like helping people understand what they have in front of them, Mm -hmm. kind of like a tour guide of sorts. Right. Okay. So... In every state, divorce is a legal process. So the way our state, the way our country looks at divorce is not only about love, but this financial contract that you and your spouse have entered into when you got married, and now we need to dissolve that contract. Okay. So every divorce starts with one or the other party filing a petition for divorce or the first legal document that tells the court and possibly your partner, if you haven't told them, that you are ready to start this divorce, that you're ready to move forward with the legal proceedings. Okay. If you want a divorce, you don't need to start there. You don't need to immediately file because there are several different ways to do your divorce. And what I mean by that is through a lawyer or mediation or a service like Hello Divorce, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But really just from a purely legal perspective, every divorce starts with this petition. Okay. And then many people seem to think that that means that now that I filed something in court, I'm going to have to go to court. And that's really not the case. So there is going to be a point in your divorce, both of you are going to have to exchange financial disclosures. So meaning that 
everything is going to need to get on the table. We have to be as transparent as possible with information. Okay. So after the first couple documents that are filed in court, and I'm not going to go into huge specifics around that because they do vary from state to state, Mm -hmm. but generally Mm -hmm. the next part of your divorce will be to exchange all these documents that explain what your general financial situation is in your marriage. And for many couples who've had joint accounts, who have always been open and transparent with their finances, there's not going to be any surprises here. Okay. And the next step will be to try to work out an agreement for how these assets and debts are going to be divided. For some couples, they've always kept their finances separate. They've always had separate accounts. And does that make it easier? So I tend to think that it makes it a lot harder. Okay. Sometimes there's more distrust. When you've kept your finances separate for so long, there's this tendency to think that what is mine is mine and what's yours is yours. Mm -hmm. And that might completely be the case. But in most states, it's not the case. So regardless of how you held your assets, meaning if you put your income into one account in your name and your spouse put her income or his income in another account in her name, most states say, well, that doesn't mean that what you have is yours and what you have, what the other spouse has is theirs. What it means is that we need to figure out what the pot is, what everyone has and try to divide it. Mm -hmm. So... I think that actually tends to be even more complicated. And then sometimes there's the spouse that won't share the information that's necessary. And there's all sorts of legal avenues that we can go to get that information. Okay. But obviously that adds a level of complication to a divorce. Right. So you've done your initial documents, you've exchanged your financial disclosures, and at this point, You have a couple options for your divorce. Some people jump to court because that is a very common practice and sort of what we see in popular media, everybody divorces in court, but many couples do not. Many of them will work outside of the court process to try to come to an agreement. And there's many things you need to agree on. One is property and debt division, which I just touched upon. Mm -hmm. If you have kids, you're going to need to think about a parenting plan and some guidelines for how you're going to raise your kids together but apart. There are legal fees. Who's going to pay them and how much are they? And then there's the financial support issues as well, which in most states include child support, and spousal support, but not every state in the United States has alimony or spousal support. So it would really vary from depending on what state that you're in. Okay, so this is probably the first of many questions I'm going to have. Okay. (laughs) What is the difference between alimony and spousal support? It's the same thing. Okay. It really is. Great. Some states call it alimony and some call it spousal support, but it's essentially the same thing. All right. So we touched on spousal support and now let's keep going through the process. Okay. So once we have an agreement or if we don't have an agreement, once we have some court orders, 
or decisions on these issues, then the next step is getting all of that down into a written agreement or written order Okay. that everybody signs and that will ultimately be submitted to the court. And by submitted, I don't mean necessarily having to go in and show your face. Usually it means filing it or just Mm -hmm. bringing it to the courthouse to have it filed And then at that point, your judge will review the agreement and review the documents and hopefully, in most case scenarios, will approve your divorce judgment, stamp it, sign it, and file it. And then it will be returned to you with the date that your divorce is final. Okay, great. So you mentioned that not everybody goes to court. Some people do mediation. Do you need a lawyer to get divorced? So that's a really good question. And it really depends on where you are emotionally in the process, Mm -hmm. meaning if you don't feel like you can advocate for yourself or you're just really in the grieving piece of ending a longtime relationship, then certainly that might be an important time to think about having an attorney so that you can focus on you. So when deciding whether to have an attorney, we need to look at the emotional piece. We need to look at the relationship dynamics. So if there's some big issues with power and control or domestic violence, in that case, I certainly also recommend having an attorney. Right. And then the complexity of the estate. So if you have some really complex assets or division issues or you have a major dispute around child custody, such as one spouse wanting to move to another state or out of the country with your children, things like that, really complex issues, you would certainly benefit from a lawyer. So my suggestion is this. I think everyone should spend at least 15 minutes to an hour with a seasoned divorce attorney. Okay. I think that for that amount of money, you will really be able to determine whether or not you need a lawyer through the process. And Mm -hmm. if not, at least you have someone on your team, on your side, if you do run into some issues along the way. Because sometimes that happens. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're fighting with your... Of course, right. So as an example, one of you might have some stock options that you acquire during the marriage and you just want to know how to divide them fairly and what the law says in terms of how to divide them. And in that scenario, it might be a really good idea to consult a lawyer or a forensic accountant and knowing that there's one there that you trust and that you like is a really good idea. But in general, I say that most people don't need to hire a traditional full representation lawyer on retainer. Okay. What does that mean? So in this country, when we think of a divorce lawyer or how to hire a lawyer for divorce, we think about paying a retainer, usually in the neighborhood of five to $10,000. And that retainer guarantees that divorce lawyer's availability. Okay. And usually what happens is then this divorce attorney represents you Mm -hmm. and handles all the legal aspects, 
related to your divorce. So everything from the filing of the documents to the advocating on your behalf to going to court and so on and so forth. There is no guarantee what your total fees will be. So you might start with a $5,000 retainer and end up spending, you know, 17 to 20 to 30, maybe even $50,000 for your attorney. In California alone, the average cost per person of attorney's fees for even only one person without children is 17500 Wow. So before you run out and hire an attorney, and I recognize to a certain extent I'm negotiating against myself here because sure. I do have a <laughs> law firm right. in the Bay Area, but before you go out and hire an attorney, I really want you to, to talk to one you trust, to do some mm-hmm. research on the law, and to come to that meeting you know, really prepared mm-hmm. to ask some of those hardline questions as to, you know, whether to determine whether or not it makes sense for you to hire a lawyer full time. I also have noticed that when people lawyer up, meaning when they hire a full representation right. lawyer, that generally puts off the other spouse or can okay. make them really nervous and can drive conflict up. And then the third piece is when you hire a attorney on full representation, most attorneys expect to litigate in court. That's what we're taught in law school, and okay. that's what the legal profession sort of does in general. So while you want to have an attorney who can advocate and be a really good litigator if necessary, you certainly don't want to hire a more traditional attorney who is just going to run to court every time there's an issue that can't be resolved by one phone call or a short email. I think going back to something that you said in the beginning of the episode about how it's really important to have your support network set up, I think that this initial meeting with a lawyer is an important piece of that because you want to have somebody who you can rely on. It's an incredibly overwhelming experience and you want somebody who you trust, who has your best interests in mind and who has the expertise to get you to the other side. And your website has a lot of useful questions that people can ask lawyers and the right steps forward to forming that relationship, right? Oh, absolutely. So we have a lot of blogs and articles Mm -hmm. about how to get started and what you should be doing to prepare for your divorce in terms of the practical aspects of things like gathering documents and what questions to ask a potential lawyer or mediator. And then, of course, if you're in California, we offer 15 minutes free so that we can get to know you a little bit better and give you our like preliminary view as sort of a, a plan that you can take with you. Now, plans change but a plan as to how you can get started. I imagine that that really helps people feel that support that we were talking about. And, you know, when we're talking about the average cost of a divorce, I know this can get so, so overwhelming. And and finding somebody who can help you feel safe and supported throughout the process is really, really important. Right. And the cost can be overwhelming. And Mm -hmm. I know I jumped to that, but I just want to let your listeners know that as we continue to talk through today's podcast, I'm going to give you a lot of different options other than hiring that traditional attorney, a lot more cost-effective options. But 
Our mm-hmm. our worthy listeners also know that at Worthy, we're not going to give them bullshit. We're going to tell them the truth and we're going to mm-hmm. talk about it no matter how hard it is. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to dive back in with Aaron Levine. Moving past divorce is hard enough without your old engagement ring staring you in the eye every time you open your jewelry box. Worthy provides the smart solution for women looking to safely elevate their rings from dusty relics of hard times to financial assets to help you embrace your fresh start. Worthy covers the cost of insurance, shipping, grading, and more. So if you're going to sell, sell smart with Worthy. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to get started. We're ready when you are. Okay, we are back. So Erin, one of the things that I love about your approach is you talk about your divorce strategy, right? Yes. So I want you to tell our listeners a little bit about strategy for divorce, what you mean by that and why it's so important. Well, I think that um, most of most of us, most of our community who gets divorced, the hardest part is not actually imagining for a lot of us what life will look like post-divorce. Mm-hmm. It's really trying to live in this transitionary state between marriage and divorce. How will my kids feel when this is all said and done? You know, how will my spouse react when I tell her? her or him, I want a divorce. Right. That space of time between marriage and divorce, when you're working on all the practical aspects that come up with divorce, to me and to a lot of people I know, it, it, it seems very overwhelming and stressful. And so I felt and feel that it's very important that we develop a strategy at the start of our divorce so that we can feel more comfortable living in transition, facing the unknown, and then have a much higher likelihood of turning this chapter of our life into a new one with like a better, stronger, healthier version of ourselves. That's so great. Thank you. Yeah, partially inspired by many of the articles written on Worthying, especially Stacey Freeman's, which I just think are phenomenal. Oh, that's so sweet. She'll be so happy to hear that. We actually are doing an episode with her next week. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that because (laughs) she has a really interesting perspective, both a legal perspective, but then also having gone through a divorce Mm -hmm. and been so transparent about that experience and what post-divorce life looks like. I think it will be an incredible episode. Yeah, we're very excited. So you also talk a lot about the importance of self-care during divorce. So Tell us a little bit what you mean and and what you recommend. Sure. So I definitely believe that self-care and, and self-love and self-knowingness is a mm-hmm. huge part of that strategy that is important to have at the start of your divorce. So it doesn't mean that your strategy isn't going to change throughout the course of your divorce. It right. might. Okay. And that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But We want to get you started out on the right foot, and we want to do it in such a way that if your strategy has to change, it's not going to devastate your legal action or your personal life. So let me talk a little bit about what I mean by establishing a strategy. So first of all, if this is possible, and I recognize it's not with everyone, but if it's possible, I highly recommend that you establish some ground rules with your spouse. 
So what I mean by this is either sitting down together in a neutral location or a park or with a couple's therapist, if you have one, and talking about the ground rules that the two of you are going to follow while navigating your divorce. So a lot of our users sit down, sometimes even with a wellness coach, and they'll discuss when they're going to get divorced, if it makes sense to do it this year or the following year, how they're going to go about it, whether they're going to use a mediator or a service like Hello Divorce or a traditional attorneys, and what the end game will look like, whether or not they want to you know, fight it out in court and have a judge make decisions, or mm-hmm. more likely is the goal to work on an agreement that they both can live with. That's not a zero-sum game, but more of an agreement that has terms that they both feel good about. So that's number one. I always say, let's establish ground rules if possible. That's very good advice. And of course, you know, as you said, it's not a super possible thing for a lot of our listeners, but I think it's easier for everyone when you can establish those rules. Certainly, yeah. So with Hello Divorce, many of our users can do that. At Levine Family Law Group, my law firm, that's not usually the case. Mm -hmm. And so in that scenario, what we do is at least try to have the parties encourage each other to pick lawyers that are settlement-minded. Okay. So that, yeah, maybe we don't agree on, on much or anything at all. But if we pick lawyers that at least will try to resolve this outside of court, outside that huge expense, then then maybe that will help save on the time, cost, and emotional exhaustion that can come with a highly contested divorce. So that's step one. The second step is my my strategy would be to learn the basics of what divorce looks like. So Mm -hmm. if you're in California or even outside of California, but want some general, a general understanding of what divorce will look like from a practical perspective, then you can certainly jump on Hello Divorce and sign up for a free membership. But if you live in California with Hello Divorce, you'll really be able to get a good idea of what the process and the law looks like. So I strongly suggest that you learn the basics of what law looks like in your state. Again, whether or not alimony is an option, how the court decides parenting disputes. So you don't necessarily need to get this information directly from a lawyer. You can reserve your time with a lawyer and your money to spend it on a lawyer to really help you problem solve. But when it comes to learning the basic information, there's a wealth of knowledge out there. And while it's tricky to find good websites, there certainly are them out there. And I strongly encourage that, you know, you take a look at some of those and just like learn the basics of what your divorce might look like. Right. So the third piece of the strategy is to determine your approach. So this is, how am I going to resolve the issues that come up in my divorce? And for some of you, you might not have an option. You might have to immediately jump to sort of a lawyer up mentality if your spouse is either playing games or has gotten their own aggressive lawyer. And that's Mm -hmm. one strategy, right? Certainly, it's not one that you get to choose, but you do get to choose who you hire. And so 
I'd strongly encourage if you go that route to look for word of mouth referrals for people that have had positive experiences with the lawyer that you're hiring. And I also encourage you to interview more than one lawyer because it's an extremely personal decision and you're going to be sharing a lot of intimate details of your life and you're trusting this person to lead you through a pretty complex system. So that is probably a topic for a whole nother podcast or article, but lawyering up is one way to approach divorce. There's also mediation, which is a great way to resolve issues in a divorce if you and your spouse are on the same page with sitting down with a lawyer or a certified divorce financial analyst and trying to resolve your issues Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. form. So many of our users are in mediation, if not through us, then with a separate party, but use our service to get some coaching along the way, maybe pay for one hour or two hours of our time just to sort of strategize mediation, especially if your spouse is far more financially savvy, you're definitely going to want to think about what you can do to advocate for yourself and negotiate your best result in mediation. Because in mediation, you're generally not represented. That's good advice. So there's a couple other ways, and I I know that we're probably short on time, so I don't want to go into too much detail, but one is a collaborative divorce, and this is expensive, but not as expensive as a highly contested divorce. This is where both parties do have their own lawyers and experts, but everything is resolved outside of court. So there is no litigating inside a traditional courtroom. And then finally, there's the work it out on your own strategy with some help along the way. So this is like the Hello Divorce platform. Right. Or even using a legal coach. So a lawyer in your community that offers limited scope assistance or legal coaching. So this is where you do a lot of the work on your own or the planning. And someone comes in, either a paralegal service or a lawyer, to help you process and negotiate and ultimately get your divorce finalized. Okay. That's all really interesting and helpful. I didn't even know that that last part was an option. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. And more and more people are doing it, especially as information becomes more transparent on the web. Right. That makes sense. So there's a fourth piece to this strategy, and that is to be patient. And that's where the self-love comes in. And remind yourself that this is an aggravating process, and most of us want to push through your divorce as quickly as you can, but that's not going to lead to a good result. And so this piece of the strategy is to really indulge in self-care and self-love and pause and really consider the impact of your decisions thoroughly before making a decision. And really the only way to do that, the only way to slow the process down is to care for yourself and have a really great support network as we discussed earlier. Mm -hmm. So that that would be the fourth piece of my strategy. And now I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was a lot longer. And no, that was great. (laughs) You know, step four that you were just talking about We have this quote that we post every once in a while because it's like by far everybody's favorite. It's getting divorced sucks, being divorced doesn't. And I think that's that little piece that you were talking about, about, you know, this is tough and it's not going to be easy, 
but it's temporary and you can handle it. And there's a bright future ahead of you. It's so true. Nothing is permanent. And and I love that Worthy sort of looks at it that way and that you guys enjoy those motivational and inspirational quotes. Because for so long, when we talked about divorce in social media and beyond, Mm -hmm. there was such a stigma attached to it. And when we talked about divorce in the legal paradigm, there was so much fear and anger and aggression Mm -hmm. surrounding it. In fact, that is how many divorce attorneys motivate people is by that fear. Hey, if you don't get some help, you're going to lose X, Y, and Z. And I think it's far more important to empower people with the knowledge and the support that they need so that they can make the decisions that work best for themselves, not having a third party do it for them. I totally agree. And I also think the truth is that the stigma is still very much in our society, but we hear from so many women every day that really are moving on after divorce and embracing their fresh start. And there is life after divorce. There's love after divorce. There's happiness and healing. And it doesn't mean that it's not hard, but it's not forever. And there really is a bright day waiting for you. Absolutely. Nothing is permanent. Whatever you're feeling is not permanent. And I've never had in in my 13 plus years of practicing law, I've never ever had a woman come back to me and say, I wish I was still married to that person. Because Mm -hmm. whatever was happening in that marriage that led to a divorce wasn't satisfying, wasn't working Mm -hmm. for them. And it's been really inspiring to see what some of our clients have done like years later, the businesses that they've started, the communities that they've formed, the blogs that they... Yeah, yeah. you wrote this great piece for us, a next chapter is sweet as pie. Tell everybody about that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Noreen is such a star. She reached out to Hello Divorce via Instagram and wanted to share with me her story, which was remarkable. She was married very, very young and had a child quite young as well and really felt that she had found her Prince Charming. And rather quickly into the relationship, realized that there was some real power and control issues, but was willing to look past that to try to make her marriage work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I think that that was less about her being naive and more about her just being young and, you know, romantic and wanting to see her relationship work. But in any case, her husband left her and it was a really devastating time for her. And she started baking. So she developed this new hobby that she really hadn't done much of before. And her baking got better and better to the point where people were like, you should sell your food. It's amazing. And ultimately, she was able to start a pie baking business in Los Angeles that has just become wildly popular. It's so cute. You know what? We'll put a link to this at worthy.com slash podcast. So if you haven't read the article already, you can find it there. And it's a great piece and it's a great story. We've got a picture. It's cute as pie too. It's so great. It's a really fun piece. So I know we're running out of time, but I have just a couple questions. How long should somebody expect the divorce process to take? That's an easy one, right? (laughs) Um, Right. I know. It's. I have the typical lawyer answer. It depends. 
I can say that if your divorce is uncontested or moderately contested, meaning mm-hmm. that there might be some issues, but the two of you can likely work it out together, then we're looking at a three to eight month process. Okay. Uh, more complex divorces, depending on how proactive you and or your spouse are and the people that are supporting you through it, can be anywhere between, you know, six months to a year. I would say that, you know, highly contested divorces, which mm-hmm. are not the norm, but certainly do exist. I see plenty of them every day. And those can be a year or two or even more. So one good question to ask your lawyer if you're meeting with a lawyer is what's the average length of his or her divorces mm-hmm. in their office? Because that is very telling. Yeah, that's very good advice. What happens when a divorce is final? What kinds of things does a woman need to worry about? Well, I think that it's really important once your divorce is final to make sure that you enforce all of the terms of your divorce agreement or what we call divorce judgment. So as an example, if in your divorce judgment, you divide retirement accounts, maybe there's a retirement account in your name you know, that needs to be divided or retirement account in your spouse's name, just by putting it in your divorce agreement that you agree to divide it, that's not good enough. That doesn't actually divide the account. So usually there's some other step that you need to take to accomplish that. So the first thing I would do after you celebrate that you got through a really, really challenging time would be to sit down with your divorce agreement and go through it line by line and determine what it is, if anything, that you need to do to make sure that you maximize the property and or financial support that you've received via this agreement. Okay. So there's other things too, maybe not quite as important to you, maybe more important But if you want to legally change your name by the mere fact that it's in your judgment that you've returned to your your maiden name, that's not going to be good enough either. You're going to need to go to the Social Security office and the DMV and resolve that. We have explicit instructions and resources for how to do this via Hello Divorce. But you don't need to do it right away. But if you do want to legally change your name back, then you're going to need to take some steps to do that. You may want to think about updating your emergency contact list, either at work or your children's schools. If the first person that people will contact is your spouse or your ex-spouse, I should say, then that's a problem. You'll want to think about updating your estate plan, your will or your trust. There's lots of stuff that you want to do. I wrote a resource that I think will be beneficial to a lot of people about what you need to do, what you should strongly consider doing just after your divorce from a legal and practical perspective. Divorce coaches and wellness coaches will have a variety of things that you should or may want to do after your divorce to celebrate you and to reclaim your whole self. But from a legal perspective, I did write a resource that's published through Worthy that maybe we can link through this podcast. Yep, you can find it, worthy.com slash podcast. Okay, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. 
All I was going to say is that nothing needs to happen overnight. So once Mm -hmm. that divorce is final, you can take a break. I would just say remind yourself or set an alarm or a calendar tickler just to remind yourself that there's some housekeeping stuff that does need to be finalized before you can sort of move on and put that chapter behind you. Okay, that is really helpful and You can find so many other tips and really, really helpful resources at Hello Divorce. Erin, do you want to tell everybody your social handles and and the website and where they can find you? Sure. So it's really easy. It's at Hello Divorce. So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Pinterest at Hello Divorce. And the website itself is www.hellodivorce.com. So... Erin, we're definitely going to have to have you back soon because we have to do this episode you mentioned about lawyering up and giving people more tips on a little bit of the nitty gritty and all the other things that you have so much expertise and so many things that you can share with our audience. And you have such a special way of approaching something that is so overwhelming and scary and hard and making it cute, like hello divorce, something easier to swallow. It's something that every woman can get through and they don't have to get through alone. I am so grateful that you were able to do this podcast. And I just have one more question for you. (laughs) Sure. On your website, you say that you always eat ice cream with a fork and I have to know why. (laughs) I eat everything with a fork. I don't like spoons. Okay. So cottage cheese, yogurt, ice cream. I love forks mm-hmm. and I just don't like spoons. Okay. So you'll never catch me with a spoon unless it's like soup. Okay. I thought maybe you're like a cookie dough lover or something. I didn't that know. <laughs> Definitely chocolate chip, cookie dough, okay. mint chocolate chip, anything with chunks in it, peanut butter. So that is also very helpful to have a fork for. <laughs> that is fascinating. Okay, this is my real last question, and it's a a quick answer. Is it okay for a woman to sell her engagement ring after divorce? Absolutely. Legally, it's okay too? After the divorce is final? Yes, absolutely. If the ring is assigned to you, which almost Mm -hmm. always it is because it's a gift, so regardless of what state you're in, it's usually considered your sole and separate property. And assuming it is, then yes, absolutely. And I just had a woman who came in the other day to talk to me about another business venture, but she shared with me that her divorce had recently finalized and she sold her ring via Worthy. She's quite young and her husband's like 20 years older than her. Uh And so she actually sold it because it was a gift and it's her. She sold it before the divorce was final to help fund her divorce and like the next stage of her life, getting her, you know, security deposit for her new rental. But she said it was the easiest process oh, and good. that it was, you know, really remarkable. And she only had positive things to say, which was so great for me to hear since I collaborate so much right. with you guys. I wanted to hear something positive. And yeah, she just volunteered that information. Oh, that's so great. Well, that is a perfect place to end. So we'll have you back soon and everybody should go check you out. Worthy.com slash podcast. We'll link to a bunch of your stuff. And thank you. Thanks again to Erin Levine for joining us and to all of you for listening. Next week, we will be joined by Stacey Freeman talking about how she rewrote her life story after divorce. 
spoiler alert, it's by writing for Worthy and many other places. You guys love her as much as we do, and you are not going to want to miss this episode. Make sure you subscribe so you can catch every new episode of Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle in your feed weekly. If you like what you hear, rate and review us to help other women like you find us. Thanks for listening to Divorce and Other Things You Can Handle, a branded podcast from Worthy dedicated to celebrating women like you as you embrace a new beginning after divorce, separation, or whatever. Worthy is an online auction platform designed to help you sell valuable items like an engagement ring or a wedding set. When you decide to send your ring in, we pay for the shipping and insurance to ensure that it arrives safely to our New York office. Once we receive the ring, we have it professionally graded and photographed, which helps it sell competitively in our buyer network. One of the best parts of working with Worthy is that you get to set the minimum on your item. After the grading, our gemologists will give you a recommended selling minimum, but at the end of the day, you get to decide how little you're willing to sell the ring for. If the highest bid comes in below that threshold and you decide not to accept it, We'll send you your ring back and we'll even cover the costs of the insured shipping again. Let us help you get the best deal possible for the jewelry you've outgrown. Are you ready to embrace your fresh start? Us too. Go to worthy.com slash podcast to learn more.